Hello, and welcome to the Leela Life Show. I'm your host, Linda Tate. This is the show for raw conversations about life and business. Connect, laugh, and enjoy with this week's episode. Welcome to the Leela Life Show. I'm your host, Linda Tate, and I'm here with Nick Manaki, co-founder and CEO of B-Notes, soon to be known as Bundle IQ, a friend, a neighbor, a fellow surfer, a pursuer of life and passion, and a leader, and a cool guy, and more. Thanks, Linda. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I'm going to go on too long, I think. Turning colors. (laughs) (laughs) I've known Nick for a while now, and we have an exciting show for you today around collective intelligence. And I'm excited to dive in, and I don't have to bore you with the details of how we know each other to this moment, but it feels like, in some ways, collective intelligence for me. Do you think that? Yeah, yeah, I mean, the network of information, mm-hmm. us responding to that, that's yeah. a piece of it. Yeah. Right. Uh, so can we define collective intelligence before we dive in? Absolutely. So collective intelligence, uh, or CI, um, many people probably have heard of AI, artificial intelligence, or BI, business intelligence. EI. EI, emotional intelligence, right? Um, so CI is when groups of people come together uh, to work towards a common goal. That's essentially what it is. So it's the intelligence of the group um, that's created as a result of them working uh, and their efforts going towards a common goal. So why is that different than groupthink or how? Groupthink can be a part of CI um, if the people inside of the group are are like-minded. Ooh, so groupthink can also be like very opposing so that would be less CI? Yeah, so you're bringing up a good point here. So CI, it there's an intelligence level that exists within a group, mm-hmm. and it's not, the, it's not the average or the mean of the most intelligent person mm-hmm. or the average of, of IQs of the group. Mm-hmm. It's entirely different. In CI. In CI, mm-hmm. that's right. So if, if I have an IQ, you have an IQ, Sally has an IQ, Joe has an IQ, and we all come together, it's not like the average of our IQs, and it's not like the mean or the, you know, the person that has the highest IQ. And there are variables that um, contribute to um, increasing the intelligence of the group. There's something about CI that I feel like for me really resonates, but it's like, I'm not trying to go right into like religion or faith or like bringing it, but it feels like that. Like it feels like collective intelligence isn't the mean or the average because it's so beyond. It's like everybody plus and like that plus being something that couldn't maybe be seen or known like that being the, whether you call it God or like the divine peace, like that being a part of it. Uh, it could be, yeah. Um, emotional intelligence weighs very heavily, mm-hmm. heavily on um, in increasing the CI score. Mm-hmm. Uh, diversity is another thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, different types of people. You mentioned groupthink, mm-hmm. right? So groupthink would be like not a diverse group in terms of maybe their their mindset and the way that they think, mm-hmm. right? Um, or their beliefs, that sort of stuff. Traditionally, not. Not right? okay. Yeah, so they're they're more homogenous mm-hmm. by nature. 
Um, whereas uh, if you if you were to look if you're looking to enhance the CI of a group, uh, it would be a diverse group, mm-hmm. meaning like different races and ethnicities and um, demographics, et cetera, et cetera. Background. Background. Um, Socioeconomic. You know, exactly. Um, men, women, et cetera. Uh, it would be a highly emotional or emotionally intelligent group, mm-hmm. a group that has empathy, that is able to to um, understand um, body language mm-hmm. or or the way that you are looking, um, you know, at each other. Because the next piece of it is that um, equal communication is very important, and so you're not stepping on each other. You're not saying that's a bad idea, Linda. Um, you're allowing for equal communication to exist and transpire throughout the group like holding the space for that even exactly which is why emotional intelligence is is very important so those are kind of the main factors can you have a is can you have a personal ci like score or is it usually relating to a group uh no i mean your personal ci would essentially be your iq okay yeah cool yeah so how'd you stumble on this (laughs) Uh, so back in 2014, 15, I think it was 15, I, no, 14, I started reading this book called Wiki Management mm-hmm. and it started to open up my eyes on how we could in the world of technology and social technologies document and share knowledge, mm-hmm. um, particularly within the context of an organization and, uh, and, and thinking in, in, in terms of leadership, how we could get outside of the confines of command and control leadership, which is a very hierarchical leadership model mm-hmm. uh, that exists in traditional, you know, organizations, you know, like banking and et cetera, things that you're accustomed to. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Some uh, experience in. Yeah. <clears throat> so one of the things that they, they pointed to that is probably the best example of, of, CI to a, a, a certain degree is Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. And the fact that Wikipedia has been contributed to by a number of people and effectively is like the, the consolidation or repository of knowledge as we know it mm-hmm. in the world. I mean, it, it replaced Encyclopedia Britannica where there were, you know, I don't know how many academics like writing those those books. I right. remember you used to get like, you know, volume The Navy hardcovers. Like, yeah. yeah or the, the maroon. Yeah. And that became, you know, effectively became Wikipedia in the, in, the, in the age of information, right? So I was like, wow, that's very interesting. And I kind of went down the rabbit hole a little bit with that. And I started to think about, okay, well, what does that look like in the context of a, of a company, mm-hmm. right? Like, what's, what does a Wikipedia for a company look like? Most companies don't have a Wikipedia um, where it would be like this, this source of record where you can go to and like, type in and search for anything like December 10th, 20, 2006. Yeah. On December 10th, you know, 2006, our company did X, Y, Z. It'd be like the closest would be reports or an email, but nothing centralized. Exactly. Um, there, yeah, there is no like repository of knowledge, Mm -hmm. um, within organization. And then what, what struck me even more so than that was how we arrived at Wikipedia and just, just going to volley some numbers out to you. Plus or minus, there are 500,000 people or 1 million people that have contributed to Wikipedia. Yes or no? There's 7 billion people on the planet. No. No. It's about 250,000. 
Yeah. So that's, I surprised you with my nose. Yeah. It's, <laughs> I mean, you know, I kind of laid that one up, but like, Oh, come on. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, that's the reality. That's crazy. It's like to crazy. me, that's like the 1% of knowledge in a way. Yeah. I don't know the math on that, but 1% of seven or 8 billion would probably be 250 thousand ish yeah i I yeah okay google (laughs) (laughs) um so i I thought that was really fascinating i was like okay wow that's not that many people Mm -hmm. right i mean it's shocking it's shocking right and they 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 i'm really here to help (laughs) (laughs) they created um they created you know wikipedia and, and, and obviously it's not like a sourced uh you can't use it for like your you know apa mm-hmm. source for your your academic papers and kind of like thing. check the britannica and are like well half wikipedia half britannica yeah exactly or white papers that exist within um but basically there's there's two types of of ways that you can contribute to wikipedia and uh one is you create a page mm-hmm. uh and two you have a conversation or a discussion so if you create a page about me, let's say, mm-hmm. um, or let's say Brendan, mm-hmm. right? Like he's like the world's best swimmer and all this stuff, right? And I'm like, wait a second, I know Brendan. Like he's a damn good swimmer, but maybe not the world's best. Yeah. He's not Michael Phelps, you know? I'm like, I know you're, you know, whatever. But um, so I could like check you on that, uh-huh. right? And so there's this kind of checks and balances from a you're like a great swimmer, <laughs> yeah, uh, a social standpoint, mm-hmm. and um, and that's that's basically collective intelligence. Mm-hmm. It's like how are we starting to arrive at at this um, you know this desired outcome of of uh, creating the world's knowledge repository and uh, effectively doing that. And the reality is that you have multiple people working in this capacity in a social kind of marketplace so to speak um to to build that and we're doing it every single day you know we're doing it within you know our our home Mm -hmm. whether it's groceries or or you know whatever whatever that looks like um you know fixing the pipe etc etc filing paperwork sending emails texting da 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 da. Uh, and then we're doing it on a much larger scale within enterprises Mm -hmm. you know there's uh i I spoke recently with a, a senior principal of innovation at Accenture. Mm-hmm. Accenture has 480,000 employees, and they're like, you know, SEAL Team 6 for a lot of the Fortune 100s. Mm-hmm. And uh, and they, you know, off record, they're like, we basically suck at managing knowledge. Mm-hmm. Because there's just, and it's not just them, it's just like there's so much content, so much information, and so much data, and so much knowledge that like humans can't possibly process it all. And the hierarchies that exist in terms of folder structures Mm -hmm. are so archaic that like it's, it's, it's linear and like we can't operate in a linear capacity anymore. Well, there's an element of this that goes directly to communication where it's like, not only can we not have the record, but then like say you said 460,000 people, 480,000 people. So like, not only is the information maybe scattered or whatever, but like what dots are being connected. Yeah. Like that was something at Morgan Stanley that I'm like, I want to talk about talent, for example. Like when I was in that position to decide to stay or leave, there were obviously like personal factors in that, but I would have loved to have stayed conceptually of like, Hey, is there a better fit for me here? Right. And so to me, there's like a communication and an information breakdown of like, here's talent already onboarded in the system and you know how many like in terms of efficiency and lost 
productivity loss and like onboarding and that whole thing. Like that's six months of just a new employee and like funding that process. And I just remember thinking like, I guess it would be HR, but where is this like easily accessible knowledge pit of information to say like, here's talent, where could this go? This is a better aligned fit. And it sounds like there's opportunity to make that more streamlined as one example amongst many. Yeah. yeah. And it's a good example. Um, I'll grab this book and show you the front of the book. And it, this book is called Superminds. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was written by Thomas Malone, who is the, the founder of the School of Collective Intelligence at MIT. And what do you see on the cover? I see a globe. With? A bunch of dots connected. Right. <laughs> so um, effectively, what you're saying is that, that, that Morgan Stanley at scale is a supermind. Mm-hmm. Um, you have all of these individuals operating in groups operating in teams, operating in de- departments, operating in et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, mm-hmm. right? And so there's just like massive scale mm-hmm. at a company like that. Uh, and there's just so much information that you like, y- you can't really make sense of it from like a, a linear perspective. So what we're doing um, that is really more like in line with what you're saying and, and what's on the cover of that book in terms of connecting all of the dots is that we're building matrix mat- matrixes. Is that a word? Yeah. Matrix. <laughs> We're building a matrix um, that that that's built on metadata, that's built on relationships. So. Um, we're starting to, you know, with B notes today, a lot of people are, are documenting information mm-hmm. in, in the form of words. Mm-hmm. So there's natural language processing happening in terms of like define Linda as a profile, mm-hmm. right? What does she talk about? What does she work on? You know, who does she work with? Mm-hmm. Um, what kind of files are, is she sharing? Where is she ge- geographically? Um, like 60,000 data points. Exactly, right? So starting to build a profile around you, right? Mm-hmm. And then you've got all these other profiles. And now you start to build these matrix, a matrix where it's like, oh, Linda wants to move positions. She's perfect for this one. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, immediately. <laughs> immediately. Right. It's not even like a question mm-hmm. of like anything. Mm-hmm. It's just like that that makes the most logical sense. Right. Based on the profile of Linda. When it was like there's system, there weren't the systems to support that, like which is the work that you're doing. And it was like a funny thing of like, is there something wrong with me? And it's like to think like, wow, and out of hundreds of thousands of employees, is there really not one spot that I could be a fit in? Yeah. And it's like, no, there definitely was somewhere, but it wasn't like the, the information communication flow to support that transfer. Exactly. Right? Yep. Exactly. So it's interesting, you know, I was I was at AT&T. I just got this Apple Watch. Um, shout out to my dad for buying it for me. I'm, Thanks, Dad. I'm 34 years old and like, you know, I, not to say that I'm a hard person to buy a gift for but i just do without a lot of things i don't have internet i don't have tv i don't like i don't really care about a lot of things other than just like showing up and solving world problems i guess (laughs) if i can say that even um but uh but i was standing there and i was just waiting for you know them to help us and on the history channel there was this like what caught my eye was this 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 uh i think they're not EKGs, but ERGs maybe mm-hmm. that go on your brain, mm-hmm. right? And like monitor your brain waves. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, what's this? And there's no audio. And I'm like, huh. So I'm just like kind of watching this and I'm like sort of trying to interpret like what's happening, you know? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, like, I see like the, 
you know, the cosmos. And then I see this and I'm just like, whoa, you know, I was like, this is kind of cool. And from what I could tell, um, cause I, I recorded some of it and then I sort of like went back and was like trying to find this on the history channel, mm-hmm. the, just different people that were in it that came up on the lower thirds. And, uh, and basically it was talking about how, um, aliens are tapping into the collective consciousness of humans mm-hmm. and we're like finding each other. And I was like, wow, that's trippy. And I was thinking to myself, like, huh, I mean, if we're in, the, in, in terms of physics, if we're just like wavelengths and particles and like our brain is essentially energy and our heart is like energy and like, you know, cells and all that kind of stuff, we don't have to go there. But like, basically, like, we're just all just trying to find resonance. Mm-hmm. Right. And 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 in in your role in the most simple simplest form, you're just trying to find resonance, mm-hmm. right? At, at work and um, and and when you think about a marketplace, mm-hmm. like you have a you have a seller and a and a buyer, and and you're basically just trying to create resonance, mm-hmm. right? Like like and that becomes the value exchange, like and now, and literally you your Apple Watch, exactly, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So so I guess my point in saying that is like I'm. I'm trying to do my best and my team's trying to do our best to really simplify mm-hmm. um, and allow the the machines to, to do a lot of the work mm-hmm. because we're, we, we don't have the capacity at this point. You know, we've already broken Moore's law mm-hmm. uh, in terms of scale and data. Can you share Moore's law? It's basically the, uh, the, the computational equation of how every couple years, mm-hmm. like, um, hardware gets cheaper and data goes up. Mm-hmm. So it's like this um, XY graph, and then you know it's basically this line that goes straight. So up. almost like data. So uh, it's doubling like every every other year. And probably. hardware gets cheaper to almost zero. Yeah, well, I mean, we've we've effectively broken Moore's law with like cloud services mm-hmm. because the cloud is is infinite. Yeah, and, and we've we've gone beyond like the micro, microchip, so to speak. Mm-hmm. You know, which was like the semiconductor early, early on. I don't remember what decade it was, probably the 60s, maybe. And which, you know, was Silicon Valley. That's how it got started. You know, we've kind of gone beyond that. And like we've, you know, broken Moore's Law, essentially, with uh, cloud computing and quantum computing and that sort of thing. Quantum computing is like the new hot topic. Yeah, and I think a couple of weeks ago I saw a headline that that they like have figured it out. <laughs> well, they've, they've gotten a lot closer, mm-hmm. and I think they have like a working prototype or something along those lines. But yeah, and I'm like no means am I an expert in this space. Mm-hmm. I'm just like a student of mm-hmm. it, and I've been fortunate enough to find myself in the room with some really intelligent people, mm-hmm. um, and they believe in the vision that I have to, to do what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So they've joined my team and, and we're, we're doing it. <laughs> so like, we don't have to dive into quantum computing, but I think that at a certain level, like to me, what's coming up is everything looking different mm-hmm. globally. Yeah. And I don't know if that's like, I, I understand. Well, maybe not physically, but yeah. You don't think so? Um, Keep going. Well, so <laughs> yeah, I yeah keep going. because I I Unpack you know that. at some at some point like there is just this exponential takeoff of, of of everything like let's say whatever the quantum computing brings, and then now we're talking about integrating that information and the capabilities to a physical landscape. 
being like us as humans on Earth. And 8 billion people, what that will turn to 9 billion. I don't know the estimates of like population growth, but I would just assume that that's happening. And from a physics standpoint, like we're in an ever expanding galaxy where dark matter is part of this like expansion. And like all I keep hearing over and over and over and over and over is infinite possibility. That's all, like, I, that's what I think about all the time. Hmm. And so I think about how at some point this integrates into the physical and everything looks different. And that doesn't mean, like, equality, necessarily, like, quote-unquote equality. Um, I'm suggesting systems look different. Yeah. And in, then I say, well, that might not be, quote-unquote, in my lifetime. Well, then I've adopted a belief that I'll be 200 one day. <laughs> and I'm like, well, it will be in my lifetime because that's a long time. And, you know, if you're listening and you're like, what the hell is she smoking? Like, whatever, I don't care. Um, but I just think about how, like, just this trickle of infinite possibility, how what we know, like, take even quantum computing, like, what we know is probably maybe 10% of what's even able to be known about that. Yeah. Right? And, like, if you're an expert, probably still even maybe 10%. Yeah. Um, So what I'm suggesting is, and I I have always been, like, this optimist and, like, belief in a a utopia that we've never known or seen. Mm. And, uh, like, in some ways, even, like, a heaven-on-earth feeling. And it just feels like through technology and like this idea of collective intelligence, which what I also want to dive into a little is like the conversation around implants and collective intelligence, but that literally everything can start to look different. And then I kind of like, well, so then what are we all doing? Right. It's like, what do we do? Quote unquote, do every day, uh, which is, but I think work, like work is an example of a system I'm talking about. Like work will continue to, rapidly evolve into something we've never known it to be. I agree with that statement. Right? Like, so then what does that look like? Yeah. Where do you want to start? (laughs) (laughs) At the top. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we could start, let's start at work. Okay. So I'll try to zoom out there with you for a second. So I come from the camp and I don't know if there's a camp but my this is my this is my thought process around where we're going as a as a human human society uh we are working towards this maybe I don't want to call it a utopia but this this kind of very optimized world Mm -hmm. that allows us to get our time back um and that's the whole purpose of automation Mm -hmm. um and AI And so when you think about um, what the world could look like with a lot more time, uh, you think you have to like basically turn back to the the humanities, right? Like things that we like machines can't do, Mm -hmm. like go surfing. Well, maybe a machine can surf, but like just doing things that are like in nature and with each other. Mm -hmm. um, Like with joy, like with the emotion. Yeah, exactly. And, And just, you know, when you think about work, it's really just the reason why we work is probably two reasons. One, to be dignified in our effort, mm-hmm. to, to be known in that, like, mm-hmm. oh, Nick's a tech guy or whatever. Like the um, fulfillment piece. Yeah, exactly. And then two is to make an income mm-hmm. so that we can pay for, you know, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, food, shelter, water, et cetera. So if we get our time back, 
then what do we do? And w- and if we get our needs met, yeah, and we get our needs met, right? Then what do we do, right? So you know, I I really think that the the landscape of private business will mm-hmm. look a lot different. Mm-hmm. You've been a, a a student of impact investing mm-hmm. for some time <laughs> for you know, the last two years mm-hmm. since we've talked about it, and um, and I think at some point the you know the private sector. I think we can all agree that they're they're probably the most capable of getting stuff done, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, solving problems. Well, what are the other options? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll go with the private sector. The government? <laughs> yeah, they suck at it. So, uh, you know, so when you think about, like, housing in, in Silicon Valley, right? Like, mm-hmm. Google's investing a billion dollars now because it's basically hit this tipping point where it's like, we can't sustain the business of doing business because um, our housing crisis has hit you know such an inflection yeah um so we're going to invest a billion dollars to like you know create more affordable housing Mm -hmm. right very simple problem solution statement Mm -hmm. um but it took google to do it Mm -hmm. you know we've had very strong leadership in the social kind of democratic sector in that area and in san francisco continues to be like this beacon of like you know social engineering Mm -hmm. that hasn't quite figured it out and it's really sad but like the private sector will figure it out Mm -hmm. you know apple still needs google still needs facebook still needs people to like be service providers not everyone can like make two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year and write code right you know what i mean so you know, we still need people to like fix roads and like do stuff. You know, like yeah. make coffee and like like, co- like technology and robots aren't doing everything. Yeah, exactly. today exactly. Um, or maybe ever, or but maybe like, ever, but right. certainly today. Yeah, exactly. So, so I think it. You know, and to to, to kind of take it down to like an earthly level, like we'll get more and more of our time back, mm-hmm. um, and we will have our needs met. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> You know, the, 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 the wealth disparity is as such that, like, we all, like, have a race to make as much money as we can so that we can give it all away. Mm-hmm. Maybe for most or right. some, right? Um, people like you and I. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and, and even while we're, like, doing it, we're still, you know, hopefully giving some away. But but for the most part, it's like we're, we're at least donating our time, which is our most valuable resource. Right. But, uh, but that's kind of, like, the paradigm shift that I see is, mm-hmm. like, it's not going to be, like, I need to, like, be a multi-multi-billionaire and liquidate all my wealth for tax benefits and social construct. Mm-hmm. It's going to be, like, a lot more of a sustainable Like, I'm going to make a billion dollars mm-hmm. and shape-shift systems in a way that will, like, revolutionize a sector forever. Yeah, and, and, and maybe even just, like, focusing on that, like, throughout your company, mm-hmm. right? So with Bundle IQ, like, we very much have um, a, a for-profit, for-purpose you know, focus. Mm-hmm. Like I, I am so excited to work with government mm-hmm. and like be like this collective intelligence engine inside the U S government. Mm-hmm. Right. Like that, that's like, that's for me, that's like the Mecca, mm-hmm. you know, because you get to like help shape, ta- help shape. them up level everything. Yeah, exactly. And help shape like the decision-making of Congress mm-hmm. and, and the president and, yeah. you know, and that, that, you know, look, they're all individuals mm-hmm. going into a chamber doing things an old way <laughs> you know like it's you know they it's email and docs and whatever and whatever and it's not like you know they're not on the same page right by any means and it's not just them it's like them and Accenture mm-hmm. you know for right. the most part right so yeah so that's basically what what I see um kind of try to keep it in 
you know, very like simple language. Yeah, ground like we're grounded. Our, we're getting our time back. Yeah, and, and we'll have our needs met. That's time like, back, that's needs the met. Yeah, time back, needs met, and then the ability. And this is where I personally experience question marks. Is and I, I do think we've like answered the question, but like, so then what do we do? What do we do? Or like, where does fulfillment come from? And then that answer for me is like in the moment, right? Absolutely. Like each day, however that presents. And like, if we're talking, I saw one of the latest kind of futurist pieces being about traveling across the globe in 30 minutes. Cool. Yeah. Sign me up. Like that that's, they're fun. talking about this. Yeah. And um, uh, what caught my eye at some point, and I don't know if I'm going to be able to find it, but it was about how like around the same idea of collective intelligence where there's an opportunity for us to basically like implant technology that would allow us to access like the most evolved thought or finding or whatever for everything. So let me give you an example. Mm -hmm. I have this implant in my brain and I'm like using my regular brain and I'm going to fix a pipe in my bathroom and I don't know how or who and then, like, instead of being on a cell phone, essentially, the solution presents through my implant. Yeah. And, like, that's stuff that I've been reading about that's coming. And then it's like, well, who, like, do you trust it? Who's the information coming from? Like, is there integrity in that? That's the brainwashing. Like, I understand all these, like, other outside ethical questions of it. But I can remember, this is, like, maybe 10 or 15 years ago, like... Being like, huh, wouldn't it be cool if I closed my eyes and I, like, got the answers? And on some level, that's intuition. Mm -hmm. And on some level, like, intuition being tapped into, like, collective intelligence. Like, that is that. And I think what I'm suggesting through, like, the conversation of an implant would be, like, it's supercharged or something. I don't know. Or unnecessary. Like, because we already have that available through something like intuition. Yeah. Well, I don't know that your intuition will tell you how to fix the pipe, but I know that that's where we're going for bundle IQ. Mm-hmm. Uh, in in not in your you know not a microchip in your brain, but but definitely like on you know at your fingertips. Mm-hmm. That's that's what we're building. And so, could it ever go to the brain? It could, yeah. But the construct mm-hmm. of of um, the matrix that I was talking about has to exist first Mm -hmm. and it doesn't exist so so before you could do the implant like it has to be available exactly do you follow peter diamandis at all no i feel like i've sent you his emails ever (laughs) i don't know maybe but somehow i got onto his list and his book is coming out it's the future is faster than you think co-authored with Stephen Kotler Mm. and um this is where I get a lot of my like AI information and it's very like very future and around the same time that you introduced me to collective intelligence was when I read one of his pieces around the implant thing and uh like it's kind of like an implant with access to AI and then I don't even know he might even use collective intelligence um and then in this same piece was in some of his work was the 30 minute flights. And I was like, well, this is yeah. kind of crazy stuff happening. And well, you, you could probably prototype that mm-hmm. with, with, uh, you know, fixed amount of data, mm-hmm. um, that already just exists. You know, maybe he like is, is indexing Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, 
uh, and Wikipedia is a pretty well organized, you know, system, you know, information source. Uh, so yeah, I mean, you might be able to 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 get access to that and index that pretty quickly. Outside of that, you'd have to really think about where's the information coming from. And, and the internet would be like the obvious answer. Mm-hmm. Well, what about just the internet? Mm-hmm. Um, well, the reality is like there's a reason why Wikipedia exists. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's it's a consolidated, you know, refined repository. Like trusting the source. Yeah, and and it and it and it you know the internet is it's just so massive that mm-hmm. it, it's like boiling the ocean. Mm-hmm. You know, to, to to be able to access data in real time on how to fix a pipe. I mean, you could probably you know have a couple of YouTube videos pop up and like, but you're not. It's not. It's not digitally downloading the the. Got it. The like you can see or, it, but yeah. you're not getting like the knowing. Exactly. And 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 let's talk about that for a second. So, um, we we are really. Um, we're really focused on building intelligence, mm-hmm. not productivity. Mm-hmm. And there's a difference. Who is who is the we? Or Bundle IQ. Okay, got yeah, it. and our team. Yeah, got it. And uh, and what I mean by that, and 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 I haven't found this anywhere, but you know, we, if you were to think about like how do you build intelligence, you you have um, if you're thinking about like a period and a, a pyramid and, and intelligence is like at the the apex of it. Mm-hmm. Um, the base of the pyramid would be data, mm-hmm. which is just raw. It's not. It's just raw, just atoms and molecules and numbers and digits, right? It's just raw. And then on top of data, you would have information, mm-hmm. which is organized data. So information helps you read data, essentially. Mm-hmm. Like decipher. Decipher, yeah. yeah, exactly. And then on top of information, you have knowledge, mm-hmm. which is applied information mm-hmm. or like information in use. Mm-hmm. Um, so it could be, and, and, and knowledge is really the formula. Mm-hmm. So the formula is is the the recipe, mm-hmm. you know, to, to how you actually fix the pipe. Um, and the information may be that you need, you know, the information is like the the, the wrench, the pipe, the water, you know, whatever the mm-hmm. electrical, t- or, you know, plumbing tape, et cetera, et cetera. So you need all of these pieces, and the knowledge is like how you put it all together, mm-hmm. right? Based on the um, problem, I mean, like, and being able to do it again, like that would be in a way the like formula, yeah, yeah exactly. like the knowing piece of it, that's like, oh, and piece. I could do this again, exactly. Yeah, that's knowledge. And me say like, hey, you have that same pipe issue? I just fixed mine. Here's how exactly. I'm that's, sharing that. That's knowledge, and intelligence mm-hmm. is the solution to the problem. Mm-hmm. So being able to arrive at the outcome, mm-hmm. that's intelligence. Pipes fixed. Boom. That's intelligence. So I would consider you intelligent if you can fix fix the pipe. You can be knowledgeable on mm-hmm. how to fix the pipe, but until you fix it, you're not intelligent. So, so in the example of like an implant of information, yeah, it would be like it would have to be an implant of knowledge, right? Not information. So then it's still on me as like the human to arrive at the outcome of fixing the pipe. That's right. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Ah, gosh. <laughs> I need to like patent that or something because I haven't. I haven't. I mean, I'm sure it's out there, but maybe I, not. I haven't found it. Yeah, yeah. Maybe just just get it out there. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it feels like a lot of interesting things coming. This is the the piece that I was wanting to share with you is the age of collective genius. That's that's like the reference here with the Peter Die. Diamandis piece that I was mentioning Mm -hmm. and um, he's talking about multiplying human capital and just how 
I think neuro investors like Musk, whose Neuralink has made groundbreaking progress in BCI and Braintree co-founder Brian Johnson, who co-founded Kernel, have been pouring hundreds of millions of dollars into next generation brain implants. The goal of neuroprosthetics or brain computer interfaces, as Johnson explains, is not about AI versus human. Rather, it's about computer creating HI, human intelligence, the merger of humans and AI. Everybody agrees that cyborg nation is still a long ways off, but progress is moving faster than we expect. And they um, go on to talk about strokes and how uh, Ray Kurzweil famously pegged this development to the early 2030s. Yeah, so what I derived from that Mm -hmm. is that there once was a complete brain mm-hmm. with complete function, mm-hmm. and now it's incomplete, and we want to make it complete again. And why is it incomplete? You mentioned stroke. Yes, got it. In that specific yeah, example, exactly. so I think so. It's almost like a prosthetic, right? So, so you can you can you know how a hand works, mm-hmm. and so you can model how a hand works, and then you can build a prosthetic. And so that's kind of where I. I see this being like not that far out Mm -hmm. Um, and maybe, maybe, maybe I'm off, but I I think that that's probably what they're talking about. So different from the way I'm talking. Well, yeah. Like, like, okay, I have my implant and now I know everything. So I'm suggesting something that's kind of like the combo where maybe it's something like bundle IQ and an implant that I'm immediately having access to the knowledge yeah, I mean it's possible. That's I think tough. that's going to happen as, as long as you can pipe pipe into the knowledge source. Yeah, and then, then that's possible. the big the big question and concern is like who's running this and like do we? I you know this is where I think ethics comes into play and where the, like the skeptics of like hell no I'm not getting an implant like who's actually running that and is this like then having there be brainwashing and like the word of integrity like how are we like keeping like the democracy and like the humanness into the information or is it like um you know the big five or whatever company owns it all and well it's everybody's brainwashed and like we have a big issue right right now it's it's amazon web services right you know and and google cloud and Mm -hmm. mostly like it's kind of already happening in a way no you don't think so no um I mean, I'm still it's, thinking it's, it's, my own thoughts. It's, well, it's happening more with with uh, with uh, with our farming than it is with our with our our knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in that Monsanto seeds and mm-hmm. stuff like that, and that's all another topic. But but basically, like you know, if you if you plant a Monsanto corn, mm-hmm. you can't like take the corn kernel from the corn and replant it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work because it's genetically modified. Mm-hmm. So who controls the food? You know, it comes, it comes from a seed, right? right. So. That's a problem. Right. That's a problem. And I know that the U.S. has reserves and, you know, hopefully the government has our back in that situation. But, right. Um, but when it comes to knowledge um, and, and sort of being like omniscient mm-hmm. almost, right, like you're you're becoming this god mm-hmm. if in, in, that, in that sort of way because you just start all-knowing and mm-hmm. what they say, collective genius, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I don't think that's where we're going. Um, and, and I think to a certain extent, which is, and I'm going to relate to myself personally and you can probably have you can probably feel this um there's a reason why i don't have internet or tv at my house Mm -hmm. even though i'm building like you know some of the foremost advanced technology Mm -hmm. not me my team (laughs) i'm not building it (laughs) um just to clarify but um 
but I, I don't I don't know that we want to like always be on is mm-hmm. what I'm saying mm-hmm. and uh and, and having all of this stuff available to you means that you're you're constantly tapped into the source um which means probably a whole nother issue of you know radio waves and sound waves and mm-hmm. you know we're talking about 5g like frying our brains like imagine having a chip that's just constantly getting like <laughs> downloads from data <laughs> i don't know how that would work but i'm sure we could figure it out yeah um this is not approved by the fda yeah yeah I, i'm just saying that i don't I, if we have our time back and we have efficiencies and we have our needs met like do we even need do that we, is it essential mm-hmm. right interesting yeah because yeah. it's it's like it is being met yeah, exactly. Yeah. But if I had a stroke mm-hmm. or I have Alzheimer's mm-hmm. um, and there's a way to combat that, that like I can like, you know, for the next 10 years, actually remember my children. Mm-hmm. I might go for it. Right. You know? Well, it's kind of like, yeah, I mean, I was going to be grim, so I'll not be. Mm-hmm. So great. We'll go for the, <laughs> we'll go for the implant. Yeah. Um, one of the things that feels like a part of this conversation and I know you know I'm passionate about is like the well-being piece of work and how it relates to collective intelligence and when we were talking about systems like to me a big opportunity is this integration of well-being into all of the systems and part of me I was like how has this not happened yet and I'm reminded so often that it hasn't happened yet and that we're like very far from that happening in a way. So I can tell you more of what I mean by that. Yeah. But I'd love to know your thoughts. So like So help me understand. So like you're workplace well being would oh, be an example. Um, but then you could trickle that through to like what's happening at schools and governments and, and really everything. Yeah. Uh, but it's in a, today, this morning I was giving a cooking demo to a school and um you know, it's like some pretty simple, like, but innovative recipes and incorporating vegetables into an avocado mix and, and whatever. But I, it was like so groundbreaking and novel of like doing that. And I'm looking around and like, as I'm leaving, the irony is that the I'm, I'm representing in this moment, a local, like organic processed farm and I'm leaving and literally whether Domino's or Pizza Hut is pulling up to the school and this isn't like me bashing Domino's or Pizza Hut but I go to like GMO and like what's actually in the ingredients of that and I was like huh it's such an irony and and that to me is an example of like integrated well-being in a school system and the opportunity in a work system and really all our systems for that to be just a, a huge opportunity that we still don't see. And I think at some level, collective intelligence has an opportunity to help that. Yeah. And, and whether it's you as a company with Bundle IQ, like in integrating that into your ethos of like Bundle IQ, collective intelligence, human, human well-being. Yeah. But like an opportunity where the private sector is, is trending towards, but no one's really like nailing it. Yeah, I totally agree. And and you've spent a lot of a lot of your time over the last five years becoming um, an expert in this. Yeah, an, an expert in this. So um, so the way I see it is really um, goes back to energy mm-hmm. and uh, and and managing expectations. So when I say that, I mean that the nervous system Mm -hmm. is constantly in response to Mm -hmm. uh, the things that it's up against, Mm -hmm. right? The environments that it's in, 
um, the interactions, the exchanges of energy that, that take place every single day in the workplace, right? Mm-hmm. Our um, implant. Our, yeah, our implant. Um, our cell phone ringing, our, you know, our Apple Watch vibrating, our whatever it may be, like our, you know, our feet hurting because you're walking through New York in heels all day or mm-hmm. whatever it may be, right? And, and that's really just stress. Mm-hmm. And, and so your body's constantly responding to stress. And whether it's duress or, or you stress, um, you know, you're trying to find equilibrium. Mm-hmm. And, and as you go through the workday, you're just trying to mitigate stress. Mm-hmm. And you know that you need to hit a number. You know, I was chasing a number for, for five years in corporate America, and it, and it, was, it was fine. And it kind of got me to where I'm at now. But I, I realized that, that that was not where my sight needs to be. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's, it's on human connection, mm-hmm. you know, because the number only exists as a result of human connection and, and building relationships and et cetera. But, but if we can just focus on managing expectations a little bit better mm-hmm. and, and not chasing numbers, like our, our, our entire, our entire like health of our country is built on, mm-hmm. um, you know, the wealth, the, the well-being of our country and in, in the world is based on GDP mm-hmm. and jobs. Mm-hmm. Right. But, but GDP. Right. Like, it's not like GDP and some quality of life index. Right. Like, it's just GDP. Right. Right. So that's not, that's not a good place to like set your sights. Right. Um, so my, my suggestion is that if we can, if we can sort of reimagine what it looks like to work, Mm -hmm. then, um, you know, certainly like the food and the health and all that stuff will kind of come along with it. Mm-hmm. But many, managing those expectations at work is like vitally, you know, important to your well-being. What, and when you say managing the expectations at work, are you saying specifically like how we me- measure success? Like, what would you mean by that? What yeah. What do you mean? How, how we measure success, mm-hmm. how we communicate with each other. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll give you an example of like Slack, right? Mm-hmm. So Slack has... Um, you know, a lot of notifications come through. People aren't thoughtful. They're just like literally spewing um, in, in reaction to content that's being, you know, delivered to them in mm-hmm. response, whatever. And that, that creates a lot of anxiety. Mm-hmm. I mean, even just me saying that, like actually <laughs> like ra- raised my heart rate. You know, mm-hmm. you probably yeah. felt that. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, all everything that exists outside of nature started with, with an idea, mm-hmm. a thought, a collection of ideas. And as soon as we like take that, and own those and like communicate those Mm -hmm. that's when that's when creation happens and and that's when we respond to that Mm -hmm. as soon as i say something or as soon as i like or 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 non-verbally even like because we're sitting across from each other like your your body is responding to to my energy Mm -hmm. and I'm saying, like, even on the simplest level, right? Managing, like, very subtle managing expectations. Mm-hmm. Yes, got it. You know, so and and going back to collective intelligence, that's why emotional intelligence and, and empathy is really at the core of of enhancing it. CI, mm-hmm. um, and we can all, you know, have have a more harmonious workplace mm-hmm. uh, if we were a lot more thoughtful um, in that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so good. <laughs> I was like getting lost in like so CI plus EI, HI, yeah. Um, and, and look, I mean HI is is definitely like this this human plus machine, mm-hmm. which um, is sort of weird. Can we just say that for a second? Yeah. Like HI is it's like no, that's just HI. Like why is that plus AI is HI? Yeah, it's just HI. Yeah, 
human intelligence. Like human intelligence is just humans. Yeah. Artificial intelligence is just artificial intelligence. Yeah. So can we like say... I've never heard of HI until just now. Yeah. Uh -huh. Say hi, like H-A-I. Right. But hi. like, ha. Hi. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I mean, so what it's called is, it's called a cyber human system. Mm -hmm. um, when you combine human and machine to come together. Um, but but basically what we're, we're building, um, we meaning like, like, before before AI becomes like generally intelligent, mm -hmm. um, these cyberhuman systems are going to be like the source of general intelligence mm -hmm. because humans make sense of all the information and they have context and they have you know intuition and they have you know like they have the EI real yeah and they have real general intelligence mm -hmm. and AI doesn't have that mm -hmm. um, so it kind of always has to be both as long as humans are around. Uh, or you think that the AI can learn the maybe, EI and maybe, then it will? Yeah, may, maybe but, eventually. I don't. I don't. I don't really. I haven't. Thought, I haven't like sat with that too much. Yeah. Um, but it would be like probably pretty far out. I think we would probably get our time back, and we would. <laughs> we would. We would. You know, have our needs met before we would even need that. <laughs> um, and, and 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 just to be clear, like like AI is not taking over. Mm -hmm. Like, it's nothing without us. Mm -hmm. You know. Um, I had a friend message me today. It's like, it's weird being a human robot sometimes. I'm like, huh? <laughs> That's kind of true. Like, I do feel like a robot, but the only reason you feel like a robot is because that's what you created and it's most like a human. Like, mm -hmm. it's like it came from us. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, nothing outside of nature didn't, like, everything outside of nature came from us. Mm -hmm. It didn't just happen. Right. <laughs> you know? The thought of the human robot. Um, I notice sometimes like this, it's, it almost, it shows up in the form of perfectionism, I think, but it's like in that utopia idea, like an expectation of like what we all should look like. Yeah. And like with the cell phones and, and having a lot of information and access, like what potential standards of, of everything, right. Of success, of, of fitness, of health, of, of everything yeah. can look like. And then you know, a striving that can come in. And I think that there's something there where thinking of like the human robot and it's like, like, or like the phone's down and I'm a human. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I think that's where we'll, we'll start to round things off. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm an optimist in that way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. There, I feel, I can feel this like pendulum and momentum of like, you know, where, and I think there's such a disconnect where it's like you're the, the online piece isn't matching the human piece. People are like sniffing that out a lot more and, and there's like less room for that almost like just be one person, you know? Yeah. And, um, you know, I think that's a, a whole different conversation, but there is an element of robotics, perfectionism, like this just piece of like what it could look like, should look like that keeps showing up that's coming through the technology that may not be necessary. Yeah. Do you believe that there's enough resources in terms of money or natural resources mm -hmm. to provide for the human race? A hundred percent. Okay. Because I think that there's um, like the expanse that we're experiencing, like the galaxy wide is like exactly what we're seeing within us. But today, like today, if we were just like to literally shut off all the pipes and say like, maybe not. <laughs> okay. Um, what do you, what about you? 
I mean, I I think that there. I think that all the problems could be solved. I think that. Uh, I hundred percent think that. And I think that. Um, yeah, I think all the problems could be solved with where we are today. Um, I think a lot of the work that we're doing is really like, is is just streamlining efficiencies. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I, I definitely believe that there will be a lot of jobs that will be lost mm-hmm. as a result of automation. Um, uh, but I also believe that there, you know, there will be new opportunities created. Um, and I think there will be a pretty dramatic shift back to the humanities in terms of like arts and culture and, mm-hmm. and uh, connection. And, you know, and I think that probably started um to a certain degree, maybe when like with the Whole Foods era, mm-hmm. uh, and what I mean by that is like Whole Foods essentially created critical mass conversation around organic, mm-hmm. in that um, you know that wasn't really a conversation that we had all that often. Mm-hmm. And then yoga, at least in the U.S., kind of started to like you know take hold. And I mean, Tom's Shoes was launched in Whole Foods, mm-hmm. and then like do something that matters. The book came out, and like all this stuff, right? So there's 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 a lot more dialogue around you know, this well-being conversation mm-hmm. and, and, uh, well-being not limited to like personal well-being, yeah. like it to be threaded through everything. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we're just a lot more aware now mm-hmm. and, we're uh, woke. yeah, we're woke. And, and, uh, and, and, and I think, you know, it's definitely going to require a shift in leadership. You know, the, um, the, 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 the current like chain of command is, uh, you know, kind of on its way out in terms of like baby boomers retiring. Mm-hmm. That's basically all I mean by that. Yeah, and I think yeah. with that goes, and this was coming up earlier, but the measure of like, say GDP versus incorporating a well-being measure to our life and how we're measuring success. Yeah. Like, can we shift that formula of success? And uh, that's been coming up for me a lot this week through different conversations supporting female or women entrepreneurship of like, you know, we've been in this more masculine definition of success. That's that's hard dollars, right? Yeah. Productivity, and can we still have pieces of that, but threaded through with a much larger experience of of what success or fulfillment looks like? Absolutely. Every day. Success by by definition is a accomplishing one's goals. So. Mm-hmm just shift them yeah (laughs) expand them expand them yeah exactly like we want Uh, the money too but like to support those human needs absolutely yeah yeah exactly i mean if we did for as many people as possible exactly or all yeah exactly uh and shout out to uh to global entrepreneurship week hell yeah keep doing what you're doing (laughs) it's uh it's every second week in november and we're in the thick of it right now we are it's exciting and we are always in the thick of it as an entrepreneur (laughs) but we get to celebrate it we do this week more than most yeah cheers get out there and do something fun and if it's not global entrepreneurship week still go out there and celebrate it that's right because there could be little bits of that every day yeah and for anyone that's listening, I um, I am on Twitter, and I love Twitter. So I don't always tweet, but I'm always sort of like on there. You In know? the tweeting ethers. Yeah. Um, so feel free to, to reach out. And what's your there. Twitter handle? It's Monaki, M-O-H-N-A-C-K-Y. At Monaki. At Monaki. Okay. And I'll put all this in the old show notes and also the inspiring book that you mentioned. Superminds. And is there anything else you want to leave our listeners with tonight, today? Yeah, just uh, 
take a deep breath and really think about the words that come out of your mouth and the things that you write to people before you send them. I like that. I think that could land for everyone. Yeah. Wherever they are right now. It's helped me. Cool. Yeah. Thanks, Nick. This has been a true joy. Have a great day, night, morning, everyone. And signing off. Head on over to Instagram at lilolife.co. Give me a like or a follow. And lilolife.co as the website. Check out the free resources. Password is Leela and things there that will change your life if you let them. Have a powerful week and see you next week.